Hey, this is Dirk Revuren from Megadeth, and you're listening to GhostCultMag.com. Welcome back, my friends, to the Ghost Cult Magazine Podcast. I'm your host, OJ. Today's episode, it's the Steve and Keefe Power Hour for November. But before you get into it, go like and subscribe on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter. Uh, what else is out there? I don't know. Spotify, TikTok. Go subscribe, man. Let's get these numbers up. Let's end this year on a high note. And welcome back to another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I am Keefe, and I am joined once a month, once again, by my ally, comrade, and friend, Steve Toby, the senior editor. Tom, how are you doing, Steve? Oh, very good, mate. Very good. Good afternoon to you. Good evening from me. <laughs> Sounds like the two Ronnies, if you've yes. ever come across that <laughs> before. Yes. Yeah. So and it's now, all fresh air with Stephen Keefe. It's the Stephen Keefe Power Hour, uh, where we talk about rock and metal releases for the prior month, and we forecast, we're getting shorter and shorter to the end of the year, we forecast whatever's left in November as we record this on the eve of or almost Halloween here in spooky season. I know you've been full up with work and everything else, so I don't know if you've gotten to watch any scary movies. I have been slacking on my scary movie watching this year. So no, so, uh, so my wife's a bit kind of uh, love-hate with the scary films. So um, we have to get the right you know, the right one, the right vibe. Um, but we tried, we'll try the latest Scream, uh, but it was a bit too naff and a bit too uh, you know, teen for her. So after 20 minutes, we switched to the latest Halloween, but that was a bit too violent and a bit scary. So I need to finish that one off myself. So I've still not seen uh, Halloween Kills, so other than the first 15, 20 minutes. And then we gave up and watched some uh, comedy thing instead. So, so I'm not sure where we're going to go tomorrow night in terms of uh, films, but yeah. I'm trying to think the last last one we watched that we enjoyed, it was kind of not quite nasty and scary, but I think like, thinking about probably a couple of years back, like Midsummer was probably the last new one that we both kind of really went for but yeah it's pretty upsetting uh midsummer yeah and uh what put florence Pugh on the map as oh. an actress and now she was in oppenheimer and all these other things black widow uh she's the new black widow basically the blonde black widow and uh in marvel whenever that happens or uh the thunderbolts movie whenever that happens and um yeah i i didn't hate the last two halloween movies i thought they were pretty good i love that franchise much more than and i thought it was pretty cool and i liked how they did and i love the music of course john carl Carpenter can't talk about that without talking about his original creation. And I'm going to say, like, the last, I don't know, I, I it's probably been also a minute since I've seen a really good scary movie, but uh, a thing that I saw last year that uh, upset me greatly was Bodies, 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 uh, which has a very, it's like young people. Pete Davidson is a comedy, but it's also, like, not, it's it's pretty. And then, uh, I fun, fun, fun stuff coming up for Ghost Cult. I did an interview with Courtney Gaines, who is the actor from a bunch of movies, but especially in that debut movie, Children of the Corn. He was Malachi, the cult leader, and we he has a music career. That's what we mainly talked about, kind of like country rock and um, sort of uh, smart political rock and roll stuff. And then I, I was like, next year is 40 years of Children of the Corn. And I have to confess, this movie scared the crap out of me as a little kid like i was like the very first thing i ever saw on vhs was star wars a new hope and children of the corn at my friend's house and it was like scarred me badly and he was like yeah. oh that's great i never heard anybody reference some of that stuff and i was like yeah it was real bad yeah, i still remember being evil to my my brother so he must have been i don't know six or whatever and my grandparents were looking after us for one for, for a time uh, for a week or so like 
my parents on a work trip and they watched one of the one of the exorcist films i think or something like that but anyway i just used to sit outside his bedroom after uh like at night time just in the hallway just going let it be me let it be me and like scaring the absolute shit out of him but <laughs> so that's the one that scarred him i got away with it i don't know didn't seem yeah. to bother me too much i don't but. know why i saw a lot of really bad 80s slasher movies as a young, very like a preteen. it was probably not appropriate and then even my middle school used to show horror movies to us when they needed like an administration day like poltergeist to a bunch of 13 and 12 year olds i was like what is this why are they doing this this is upsetting I mean, I love the stuff, but it's also like, man, brutal. Uh, anywho, we can move from scary movies to scary music because we certainly had a scary month of volume of releases. It's a good segue. And uh, I, sh uh, once again, like our staff has been stellar. And I know that we always gush about them, but especially at this time of the year, them to mo almost unanimously stay on dead, you know, almost across the board universally, stay on deadline, turn in stuff mostly on time or early is a gargantuan task. Like this is a gargantuan task. We're about to pass all the records we did last year. Well, I was going to say, when we talked about it on, on X, I guess we don't know have to say formally Twitter. Um, but yeah, last week, 27th of October, we, we, we covered 20 reviews. There's about another 10 sitting on there. Oh, I wish we could have covered list plus 15 plus definitely not shit. And yeah, that's just from, from one week um of october so uh yeah i think overall i think we're maxing in nearly sort of 50 reviews for the month which across four weeks you know fair play to the team um a lot of like oh just taking the piss a little bit sending you one extra can you just squeeze this in and no one um pulling through for us and sending it in so but i do want to say october just one bit before we get into it we we've probably set a rod for our own back by uh, praising two mold for their secret release but come on it was like two or three that happened in october on the 27th of october as well and you had like yellow eyes uh being one of them and you're just like how are we supposed to cover this the dream unending and worm like putting out a split with like 10 days notice you just oh, and help us out a little bit <laughs> just a little bit help would be nice <laughs> well there are bands that are not like let's say regular operating bands so like prison is a band a hardcore band from florida i'm a huge fan and we've talked about them before covered them i think about as much as any other website they were their uh front person johnny Crowder is like a very prominent public speaker. He has a, a mental health app called Cope Notes, which I'll link in the description because it's worth sharing. And so he's been super busy giving TED Talks and counseling people and running his business. And the band kind of went to the, to the side. And so every six months, they pop up with a single or an EP or an album. So they literally surprise drop with no very little warning. I think we're Facebook friends. I just friended, we ended, he ended up friending me. But like, it's super cool. Like, you know, there, it's been a very good year. We've been talked a lot about hardcore. It's been a very good year. Hardcore, there's different little sects of hardcore. They're putting out releases. Really cool to get a new prison. And again, and a live album from Over, I saw you mention. I I rather, I, I love this era of Over. So I'll take whatever. And they did, it was like live at the Greek Hall from i think inferno festival the year before so all respect and due to them just but yeah just like yeah there's no way to cover it we, promise. we don't do a lot of live releases but maybe we would have did that one yeah yeah i think the bit i mean you can go back to and i'm terrible but I, think, I presume it's pronounced carnate but they did a secret release that we were not just us we were given advance notice off and everyone asked to play the game and we all played nice in the press no one leaked that it was coming out or did any you know we could be trusted a few weeks beforehand to hear something to get a review ready but yeah no. but I do, I do like seeing the the kind of the it is quite fun to see the in, instant live response to something that you know coming out um unprepared um or, or short notes just that sudden like whoosh of whoa this is out check this out and it does either like we said last time two mold everyone captures their imagination and they run with it or blood incantation it comes out and gets buried a bit 
and just the mass of everything else that's going on. So I think the just... ending worm one seemed to kind of be a bit in between. I think it got yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I still haven't just... heard it. So. It's just a challenge, you know, how else to overcome some of these things. It's just not possible for us to get to them all. Uh, and I think as journalism, just uh, without kind of spiraling into a weird thing here, I think in the age of sort of online journalism, people don't understand that like an embargo is a thing. If we're going to give you the information early, don't release it until it's time. And I know that like smaller blogs don't, they, I'm trying to, I get it because we're in a competition against everybody else too. We talked about that sometimes. I know it's hard for publicists to trust people, even people they tr have a long working relationship with because it's like, well, if I give it to you and you leak it, we're, we're screwed. And the band yeah. is going to flip out and the management is out. So I know it's hard. Um, no, no, I know we, we talked about Spirit Box and um, that happened to them. And previously with Slipknot, and yeah, I mean, Slipknot, that's one of the biggest releases to have leaked and to, yeah, to go. So yeah, I do get that. I think yeah. Niall had the worst one where it was leaked like a month early by someone in the pool. Mm. And it cost them a lot of money. Probably, like, you know, what is a lot of money? But like a lot of sales. Like maybe there's a group yeah. of people who won't buy something. Um, I know somebody wanted to see a new movie that came out and they went and go, they went to go take it. And I was like, if you don't have the money to go to the movies, I guess the movie, the, you know, the big, uh, movie studios are not going to cry over one movie ticket, not sold, you know, to a band like Nile or nuclear blast, their label to lose like maybe a month of traction. And I think there's been a couple where like maybe a leak happened and the band was like, okay, we'll just put it out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's happened too. So we don't want to see those. And it is a privilege. Like it's a privilege to do what we do. It's a, uh, as I love to quote, one of my favorite movies is almost famous you won't ever get paid much but you will get free records from you know you get free albums from the record companies but like you know it's a privilege to do this i don't ever like look what i'm listening to who wants to touch me like i i don't do that and i don't i might have done that when i started out like 15 20 years ago i don't now because i do think it's it is sacred it's like lucky that we get to get this stuff early and i don't want to screw it up and i don't want to pull back from us i don't know and sometimes uh, you just can't get it early. Sometimes they're just too scared to put to, or it's, it's select. Maybe there's yeah, like three yeah. sites in the whole world that will get the spirit box early. So or I think we did get it. But um, yeah, we did say, actually yeah, get thanks it. Thanks to Michelle and Costa Nostra. So we yes. were obviously on the good list. Yeah, we are on the good. We are on the nice list. And listen, Costa Nostra is one of the best PR firms in the whole world. They have all the big hitting band, both now both in America and in Europe. Mm. And it's a it's a it's a privilege to work with them. It does feel very lucky to be associated all and get that vote of confidence opposed to you know a lot of people get told that it does happen mm, and it's hard out there for all of us in the journo pool but uh let's switch gears and fully talk about the month that was now we did a very extensive prediction of october so in addition to asking you what you liked what i really would like to know what surprised you that you didn't you weren't sure you were gonna like or love because those are always the best ones anyway like mm, there's a, there's a couple. Um, I think uh, may have mentioned them in passing last month, um, and it's not a, a rocky metal album. It's always the first one to go to, which is Teeth of the Sea. Um, kind of a, you know, it always, always reminded me of kind of like some of the nineties, um, uh, yeah, experimental electronic stuff, and you had things like the popular end of it so spiritualized and, and uh, acts like that but a very interesting sort of avant-garde but easy listening avant-garde if you like um release that was out on rocket records album was called hive and that was at the start of the month but yeah i wasn't too sure where that was gonna gonna sit out yeah just just scanning through there was, there was that one um i think the go for something that's quite a big band to so they're not really a surprise within temptation um was a surprise in a positive way i think 
I wasn't a massive fan of the previous album. I don't think Resist really kind of grabbed me. I found it kind of, um, I couldn't tell you any of the songs off of it even now, a few years and met several listens on, but the um, but Bleed Out was an impressive one. Um, that definitely a uh, bit of a grower, I think the first time and listening to it, accidentally listening to it on shuffle first time through probably didn't help. Um, but I came <laughs> with it, my first impression was like, that was a, a better one um, for me. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it's a, I think, I don't. I never like to get into the negatives too much on here. We like to promote the stuff that we love rather than talk about. I think the surprises were more the other way with albums I expected to like that I didn't or didn't think were as fair enough. Uh, I would say this about within, lost, okay. I, I think uh, within Temptation, the thing that surprised me. I'm a little frozen here, but uh, I'll keep going. I think within Temptation did the same thing in Flames did, where they didn't change their style, but maybe what they did was they mixed their record differently than they had in the past, and so it can't. It ended up sounding a little bit more like a throwback record for them than their recent stuff. Not that I didn't enjoy it, but you know they took a left turn from the and uh, fans are always grousing about. But I appreciate it. So yeah, that's yeah, that's my two cents on within Temptation. That's uh, let's hear the rest of your uh, October pluses or wins, if you will. So yeah, um, so I think the when I mean, we talked, we don't need to go into detail, um, but I've not stopped listening to the Prong album, um, and that was one that came out early in the month. But for me, it's probably my favourite one of theirs since Cleansing. Now, um, it's all, and they've had some very stellar records um, as well. Still getting used to might be the wrong word, um, but there's a lot dip into on the Poppy album for me. I think some of it's brilliant i'm not fully sold on some of the certainly some of the lyrical bent on it but i think some of the like the the breathier pop tunes um work really really well and i'm you know still, still getting into that one still still giving it time but it's an interesting one um talked last time as well about ghosts of atlantis went to see their album um release show a couple of weeks ago came out of gig retirement first non iron maiden gig that i've been to for a couple of years and really good night actually to be fair um but also yeah the album i think is this one gary gary Alcott covered it lots of similarities i suppose with Dimmy borgia but a bit more emphasis on a contemporary death metal in there a bit of a bit more flesh god apocalypse to it um but really strong um really uh polished kind of symphonic blackened um story fantasy epic thing happening there um still need to hear vertebra atlantis um so the mellow black metal album from uh people from cosmic putrefaction so tom osmond's covered that for us and his reviews definitely uh piqued my interest um but yeah the the main uh, one that we'll get to uh, in terms of personal ones um that landed for me that we're not going to cover and we'll talk around in, in terms of our albums of the month um big fan of the wayfarer album american gothic uh, on profound law so yeah they've uh sort of colorado based uh, in Americana country uh, infused black metal. That's a good one. I have followed those guys for a very long time. Not to, um, I don't know if you had any others, but uh, I was going to say just to point that painful arrow at myself, I would say the record that I was surprised pleasantly by that I hadn't planned to in- enjoy as much or hadn't had on my radar as well was that Overthrow record on Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Really killer band. I love that label. Shout out to Tom. Really, you love death metal. That is one of your better underground labels here in the States and they're from the midwest and uh really surprised how much i re- went back to it a few times i was like ah oh, this lat this holds up strong i don't know if you had uh any others you were missing and didn't get to talk about but uh i'm okay to pick up my uh october list yeah. also whenever <laughs> did you were you all set with uh your list for october we, we, we tend to go long on in the past i was gonna say i just got kicked out and came back in so I oh, there you go. all right this is we're having some technical difficulties today <laughs> but hopefully the listeners at home will only know because we told them yeah. So last said you said about overthrow as your 
positive mm. ones. Cool. So yeah, so we were into sorry on the fly as uh, breaking the fourth wall. Jump to the the album of the month stuff. Oh, let me yeah. I'll just I'll just you got some more yeah yeah. Yeah, beside Overthrow, I will just say obviously we talked very long and lovingly about a lot of these October releases, but I will say uh, you know shout out to. The Menzingers, if you love the emo pop punk, great album. Probably the best in the genre this year. I know there's a you know a surprise Blink-182 album also, but Menzingers, really consistent, great band, great frontman. Um, Gregory, who also had a solo yes. album, I think, or earlier this year. I don't know, it's all starting to bleed together. I did the and, review, so yeah, I think it was yeah, last year. <laughs> yeah, late, late, late <laughs> last year, about this time yeah. last year, probably. And then, you know, uh, of course, Prong, but, you know, I can never shut up about the thrash metal. But I will also say uh, the Autopsy record was really gnarly. I expected it to be. It was, it was pretty strong. I was really so I think happy about something that. something wrong with me. Because like, everyone else is loving it, but for some reason I've just not. Not you, yeah. You said maybe yeah, it didn't yeah. connect with you. It's but, me. Uh, I think you know, it's me, not that. Yeah. Everything else we probably talked about. Malbard and Twin Temple and Reverend Kristen Michael Hader. And... So I expected all those to be good, and they were. So <laughs> no worries there. <laughs> uh, Svalbard especially, I'm sure it's another one that's going to wind up like very high up at the end of the year for everybody, uh, as it should be. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about the... Uh, so let's regale everybody with the album of the month as voted on by the staff. Yeah. Also. No, I think it's... Uh, we, we talked about previously some months is a real standout contender some months it's really tight i think this this time around we had a quite clear top three um quite quite defined and i don't think we talked last month or if we did uh, not too in depth about end uh, so in third place for us for album of the month was end with the sin of human frailty closed casket um activities was the, the label that's out on so i think uh so tim legend who's one of our og uh writers um he covered the review for us and i uh, nicked a little pull quote from him to say it's the perfect mix of hardcore punk and hm2 death metal the thing that stood out most for me about this release was um with uh, we did shout out whole type pr fairly often but for lisa the whole type for threatening to rip people's assholes out if they hadn't heard it just so that she could replicate the feeling for those that had heard it was probably the highlight of release week for me just the threats of violence for the people who've been refusing to listen to it but do love lisa um but yeah that, that was brilliant um but our second place went to Spellbard, um, which you've you mentioned. Um, we talked about quite in depth, I think, last time around. Um, but yeah, you're a bit more shoegazy stuff in there, a bit more tremolo melodies, but incredible record. Uh, one of my favourite albums of the year. Um, they just they evolved and improved record on record. So they debuted for Nuclear Blast. They're smashing it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to hand back to you for a bit more of the description and talk and, and in depth around um, our overall album of the month. It's, I love it. So I'm really pleased, but it was a bit of a surprise vote because I hadn't seen too much about how well the album had landed outside of our review um, of it, but absolutely delighted that for October, the Ghost Cult album of the month will be Crosses. So good night, God bless, I love you, delete. Yeah, um, a surprise to me. I, I tend to think like our staff is evolving into different things. I was a little surprised that this would fall out. Uh, in, we did, we have given very high marks to Crosses in the past. I wrote the review of the EP that I absolutely love. They put out a Christmas single cover every year. I'm expecting one soon. And, you know, Deftones have been the album of the year at least one, twice in the time we've had 11 years. <laughs> twice in 11 years is all right because I, I think only Ghost has had. Um, so it's only Ghost and, and Deftones have had repeats. So Chino related dancey side project with Sean Lopez. Uh, people remember the 90s new metal band Far, also from Sacramento, close friend to Chino. And a uh, brilliant album, really the full meal ticket, everything they've been promising and teasing and, and advancing 
focusing on these singles and EPs, now they fully, this is the full thing. This is Chino's sort of dream pop synthwave 80s with all, you know, just his voice and great music. And he's making as much music as he's singing, so he's not just a foil for a band with him. He's also creating beats and synths and songs. This is his real passion. Similar to Pussifer with Maynard, right? It's like the thing he'd rather be doing, maybe, <laughs> than Deftones. Um, yeah. And, no, I uh, yeah, love it. I knew yeah. I was going to love it, but, um, you know, of course, um, I was, I, was say, I, think it, I think it's interesting as well, because when you have like something described as dream pop, the natural thing is to think around some of the, the soundtracks, the, the movies, like say the 80s feel to it, perhaps a female pop vocal over it, but to have Chino's voice and that just cool, um, really unique kind of choice of melodies or notes that he he has and always comes up with and some of the slightly twisted um, dynamics or arrangements around it. It just gives it, a, it's not a darker feel because that's the wrong word for it, but just a slightly alternative feel to dream pop, but it just, just really works from like, you know, the how long it is, 40 odd minutes, just, it's a proper album. Um, the tracks are really, there's some of the ages and I'm pouring over the track. It feels like they've done that. You know, there's a natural place to go through the album. stuff there good stuff by the team and uh for people who maybe do like deftones this is remotely in the ballpark musical deftones and he doesn't do any screaming and they don't use a lot of effects on his voice it's just very natural with him as a lead singer like a straight up lead singer uh be interested to see uh you know where they take it they're coming on tour i already have a ticket for next year for march i'm gonna get a ticket for march already yeah. it's october still as we record this. good times though and a good job by the staff we'll share this uh, and the news of this uh of this album of the month album. And uh, yeah, we're getting close to the album of the year vote. Let's take a quick look at November. What are you mosted for for the month? So we, we touched on and talked about Spirit Box. Um, so they're so as we talk at the end of this week, they have a mini album EP uh, due out this Friday, The Fear of Fear, um, six tracks, and uh, be very interested. Yeah, very interested to see how it's received. Um, I've not been massive on. I haven't fully got got spirit box yet um i know, you know that there's uh you know really highly anticipated as being the next breakout start so this year we've had sleep token go from being potential potential to okay now they're doing arena and now they're, now they're and spirit box seem to be the same you know they've been doing the kind of the two three thousand venues in in the uk i think this release is going to be the one that sets them up so next time around they're coming back and they're probably doing you know arena headline shows and things and um so yeah very generally interested have to spend time with it didn't get the chance since we've had it in person to listen to it yet but we'll more than make up for that because one of the reasons i haven't had a chance to listen to it yet is because i've been listening to the green lung album quite a lot <laughs> so we have the heathen land nuclear blast um which is a, an interesting and I, I think a really good label choice for them obviously in terms of the exposure and, and the size of, of a nuclear blast but green lung feel like quite a small intimate band you know they're kind of for me in a weird way like a, a forest pagan like sabbat uh but version of ghost in a way so that you know they're quite melodic and there's there's that kind of early Iron Maiden Killers kind of stuff in there. But yeah, um, but really interesting, really interesting album, I think, The, the Heathen Land. There's all that kind of new wave British heavy metal sound to it, classic retro rock, um, very kind of, um, yeah, pagany, foresty lyrics to it, but really catchy. Like really kind of like so like ghost that kind of um kind of vibe for me I think yeah so uh but yeah we listen to the Green Lung album a lot we've got reviews out this week from Callum uh, Callum Reed who in his usual um 
theatrical style. You could almost read it like a Brian Blessed kind of big booming voice about the forests and the uh, and the heathen lands and all that sort of stuff. But it fits the tone of the album. Um, I think the review that Carol's put together and kind of yeah, very enjoyable album. Um, highly recommended. Um, coming into the the month of November next week, um, we have and I, well, I just want to be taken by surprise. Probably a wrong thing to do. I'd not heard of Sophie Lloyd before but um, this is my ignorance, but imposter syndrome on her own autumn records. Um, so apparently originally uh, self-described bedroom guitarist, YouTube videos and uploading and doing her own stuff and built a kind of an online following as far as I can tell from reading through all the stuff that comes with it. And this this album is a like a rock, heavy metal, uh, guitar shredder, oh, joy. It's just, just so many big, great songs on there. There is a bit of a throwback to it. It's kind of like the, the early 90s, but not grunge 90s, like the, the tail end of the hair rock metal stuff when you had you know, George Lynch and uh, the guitar shredders was, was still a thing. Marty Freeman, Jeff Becker and things were still, you know, um, still do allowed um, before before grunge killed it all. Um, but I really enjoyed the, the, the Sophie Lloyd album. Um, that's one highly recommended. Um, going deeper into the month, just, just three more to kind of throw out that caught my ear while we've been doing the uh the planning for the albums we're going to cover later on this one is that i, I think it's pronounced temich or t-e-m-i-c um on season of the mist their album's called terror management theory so all this sounds like it's going to be a horrible brutal death metal band but actually it's pretty cool prog metal um so if you like transcendence era devon townsend it's uh members of devon townsend band shining and neil morse's band really really good prog metal record um empath and uh, lighthouse have got away from the, the stuff that you like from from devon before i think this is something that will be very much in the you know in the pocket that will really work for you um and the last two always have to have a couple of undergrounded things in, in my recommendation um first up, i want to give attention to self-release from beyond grace um who uh prog tech contemporary death metal band who i think of um looking to bounce back from a couple of years where they felt like they haven't quite got the dues that they their last album deserved a really big fan of their their last album we've talked about it before uh kingdom undone they're they're uh, setting out on their own now to to release their this is their first ep of the the new uh, era of beyond grace and it says welcome to the new dark ages volume one um, EP and that's coming out 24th of October and the album I'm most looking forward to but still haven't had a chance to to get in my ears yet is uh, same same week 24th of uh, November uh, Underdark with uh, Managed Decline coming out on Church Road Records which is the follow up to the brilliant absolutely brilliant Our Bodies Burn Bright on Reentry um, album so kind of like post black metal chaos but covers everything from melody to feral and everything in between light dark everything you want from black and music i'm hoping i'm sure it will be all the vibes i'm hearing is gonna be better than the previous so do you know what i mean just, if it's as good we're, we're gonna have a great record on our hands right on i'm so glad you mentioned underdark they were on my list also and i want to say that underdark is a kind of band that kind of takes me back to the earliest days of hope like a magazine day they are such a band that we would have like loved and lauded way back in so it's cool to see a band like this in 2023 still pushing through and uh, smashing through the boundaries, if you will. And um, as I'm going to go see uh, Metallica later <laughs> this week in, in another state. But uh, similarly, th th thank you for your uh, your list there. That was great. I'm definitely going to be paying attention to some of those. Green Lung I also had on kind of on my radar. Another, another, we're not supposed to have favorites, but they're a favorite clearly is Joe Quayle. There's another release this week. Uh, and we love Joe Quayle here at Ghost Coles. Not even trying to hide it. We've just been lucky to cover Joe Quayle in the, in the time of Joe Quayle. Like, uh, burn, <laughs> Damnation Festival, headline shows, yeah. opening gigs, surprise releases, fan 
ten releases, you Bandcamp, whatever, and uh, never a disappointing release in the whole repertoire. So I'm very excited for any new Joe Quayle. Let's talk about a new Insomnia maxi single EP mm-hmm. left over from their incredible last album. So you know already, we've heard a little bit of it. We know what to expect. It's going to be great. And this will be the, I believe, the entree to the next thing they do because um, they felt like it didn't fit on the record. So they wanted to save it. Gamma Bomb because I love my thrash and I can't stop. And uh, these so consistent and so fun. And uh, they killed off Snowy, their mascot, which kind of breaks my heart a little bit. I hope they read resurrect snowy at some point but they had warned us they were going to do that that reminds me sorry coming in i'm completely gonna derail this go ahead (laughs) i'm mentioning ghost while talking about greenland papa four has he gone then just gave up on stage see you later they started a bit flat in it that's not like them they were supposed to do it they were supposed to kill him off and then maybe they did maybe they didn't I don't know quite yeah. what it means. Maybe there's something else we haven't heard yet that's coming down the pipe. Like it, like every cycle, whenever they have the final show of the final tour of the final thing, and it is, you know, two full years, you know, a year and a half, almost two full years since Impera. They did not kill them off. They, they yeah. see, this is the last show ever for, for me, maybe. And then, no, they didn't actually do mm-hmm. the ceremony where they kill them and carry them out and bring out a new one. So we don't know. Maybe there's something else planned. Maybe they have another tour they haven't announced yet, and that's the tour they're going to do it. Maybe they're just breaking away with their own, uh, you know, after doing the covers album, maybe they're just like, we're going to just do things differently because we're ghosts, and they can. But, I mean, I was expecting them next year. We haven't heard yet anything. I imagine, just like the last one, they'll record it secretly and then leak out a little photos and teasers and then put it out. But I would think... Sorry, from Gamma Bomb to Ghost. Sorry, just caught my mind. <laughs> I was like, yeah. No, it's know? fine. It's fine. We're always... We're a pro-ghost here at Ghost Cult. People People still think that we are a ghost-related website. Uh, and then, so aside from Gamma Bomb, I will also say Empty Void, which is a side project from Justin from Tool. A little avant-garde stuff, but more back to his roots. I'm interested. I have actually not checked it out. I heard the previous stuff. Oh, it's good. Not this no, new release. Yeah. yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. And then, super excited for the second single from the doom metal supergroup I Am, Cryptomnesia, coming out American Thanksgiving or Record Store Day Black Friday, uh, basically less than a month. And that is the, they're right now recording their full release. Assume we'll have these other two songs also on them, but they're making a super exciting, if you love Typo Negative Pro Bar and Down, this band is literally Typo Negative Pro Bar. Blend it up together and flung out to the world. So pretty cool. And that's it for me for November. Mm-hmm. But there's so much stuff coming. It's right. going to be just, really... just, just a couple just to highlight. The, well, I don't know. Bad Wolves, I think, are something for you personally. I know you've uh, been a supporter of the past, so um, they're your record. Um, so Dying Wish have an album out this week. Uh, Symptoms of Survival, Fuming Mouth um, on Nuclear Blast. Very aggressive, horrible record. Will Jen punch the drums in. Um, next week, Helmet have an album. I haven't heard anything from it, but obviously love uh, back in the day, uh, I love a bit of Betty, <laughs> a bit of unsung, and, and first, yeah. Um, but I've not really kept much up with what's been happening in between, so we'll dip back in on Helmet. I think the album's called Left, and then just two more. One um, the opposite turn from from Helmet into some folk Viking metal, but to to big up Van Sind, whose album Morkit is on Mighty Music, just to show that we cover the whole variety of everything guitar based. And no update from me if you've got to look ahead for would be complete without a disgusting, horrible underground record to leave you with a release um recommendation so vile atmospheric death metal um on everlasting spew uh, on 24th of november we have convocation no dawn for the colliginous night uh, just a very death metal album title. what a title wow but it's a really good album oh as well that's a great title i feel very ineffectual and undereducated to hang with that title but um great bounce out of 
Carlo Girardi style artwork, I'm sure of it. I, I don't know, actually. <laughs> Everlasting Spew, also a great label we like to work with. You know, Steve, before we before the technology continues to fail us any further, this is always my favorite hour of the month. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Thank you for all you do, uh, managing the team, and thanks to the team once again for just being superstars. This is going to be a banner. It has already been a banner year for Ghost Cult in year 11, and uh, it continues. So it's always my pleasure and honor, sir, to chat with you at this time. And hopefully next time the gremlins will leave us alone. We'll be into Tremonti Christmas season. Um, Tremonti Christmas season. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that record until after Halloween. I'm sorry, no Christmas music <laughs> no, no. until after the till after uh, I'm done being spooked and scared. Once again, and then I, turkey. Yeah, yeah exactly. scared and turkey then Christmas. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, once again, thanks, cheers, and all that, and uh, we'll do it again next month. And to get you ready for Friday night, the obligatory. See ya! This has been another episode of the Ghost Cult Magazine Podcast. Check us out at ghostcultmag.com and follow our socials at ghostcultmag. Until the next time, peace! <laughs>